You're listening to Modern Art, a song by a band called Art Brute. Art Brute took their name from an artistic movement that began in the 1940s. It means raw art, art done by people unconsciously, unintentionally, or at least by those who are not part of the art world. You might know it as outsider art. Remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes an overnight artistic success because he failed to build a barbecue? Yeah, that's one fine looking barbecue pit. Why doesn't mine look like that? Why Why must life be so hard? Why must I fail in every attempt at masonry? How's your father's project coming along? I think he's almost done. Yeah, he's done. That was Art Brute in the making. This is Kunst Please, a podcast about modern art. This is a story about why people like Homer make great artists. In 1922, a psychiatrist called Hans Prinzhorn published a book called Artistry of the Mentally Ill. Whilst working at different facilities in the German town of Heidelberg, he amassed a collection of nearly 5,000 pieces of art created by the inmates. These took the form of drawings, carvings and sculptures, produced mostly by people suffering from schizophrenia. From this library of work, he was able to refine the thesis of the book. He identified six basic drives that give rise to image-making. An expressive urge, the urge to play, an ornamental urge, an ordering tendency, a tendency to imitate, and the need for symbols. For Prinzhorn, image-making is driven by our intense desire to leave traces. As he said, when we cover a piece of paper with doodles, when a child arranges colourful pebbles on his mud pie, or when we plant flowers in our gardens, one quality is common to all these quite different activities, namely the enrichment of the outer world by the addition of perceptual elements. An urge in man is not to be absorbed passively into his environment, but to impress on it traces of his existence beyond those of purposeful activity. We all want to leave our marks on the world. The book caused something of a stir upon its release, not just in the world of medicine, but also in the upper echelons of the art establishment. The idea that literally anyone, let alone those deemed unfit to be part of society, could create art was highly revolutionary and highly offensive to the more delicate of artists and patrons. People were still wrestling with the notion of modernity, but as Duchamp said in one of my favourite quotes, and the one that was the impetus to start this very podcast, art is all a matter of personality. Well, one personality who loved what Prince Horn had uncovered was Jean de Buffet. A late bloomer to the art world, he began at the age of 41. Remember, it's never too late. And was highly experimental with moods and mediums. He incorporated mud, sand, gravel, glass and oil paint creating a new hierarchy of materials in a period of intense experimentation. It was all about rejecting the cycle of artistic fashion. He described himself as anti-cultural. He advocated for instinct, passion, mood, violence, madness, rather than analysis and reason. The incorporation of the natural world, 
championing exploration and wonderment. Look at what lies at your feet, he once said. A crack in the ground, sparkling gravel, a tuft of grass, some crushed debris offer equally worthy subjects for your applause and admiration. He sought to create art that was free from intellectual concerns, more relatable and down to earth. He developed his own style to meet these parameters, but inspired by Princehorn's work, he sought to raise up those who were discovering and creating art in this natural, unpretentious way. This led him to coin the phrase art brute, art that was raw and free from biased intent. Those works created from solitude and from pure and authentic creative impulses, where the worries of competition, acclaim, and social promotion do not interfere, are, because of these very facts, more precious than the productions of professionals. After a certain familiarity with these flourishings of an exalted feverishness, lived so fully and so intensely by their authors, we cannot avoid the feeling that in relation to these works, cultural art, in its entirety, appears to be the game of a futile society, a fallacious parade. Now this rather beautiful quote represents something of an irony about de Buffet's philosophy. He expressed a desire for an artistic approach based on simple, unconscious, even animalistic actions, but he expressed it in such an erudite and articulate way as to almost completely undermine it. But there are inherent contradictions in the art brute movement, of course. Once discovered and exhibited, does the once outsider artist become part of the art world? Enveloped into the system, they would surely no longer be able to practice in the same way. Remember, Homer was unable to repeat the success of his barbecue sculpture, and there are real-life examples of the success stories from the art brute movement going awry. Morton Bartlett took photos for three decades during the 1930s, an eerie series involving plaster sculptures of dolls with clothes and accessories that he also made. The lifelike nature of the dolls, coupled with the banal normality of the stagings, put them square in the uncanny valley. Bartlett worked in secret, but after an article was published in 1962 about his work, he packed up his dolls, detaching all their limbs and wrapping them in newspaper, he never staged another photo shoot again, and everything was discovered only after his death. He had no desire to be part of the art world. By the 1970s, de Buffet had amassed around 5,000 pieces of art brut, and he applied for a public utility statute from the city of Paris, which would have given the collection a special status and allowed him to receive donations. But it was refused. He would, though, eventually turn to Switzerland and with the help of our old friend André Breton, he donated his collection to the city of Lausanne, where it currently resides. The artistic work of those outside the cultural mainstream and mindset has and will always serve as inspiration to those working within. But thanks to the work of publications like Raw Vision magazine and the regularity of outsider art fairs, we can still see and celebrate unfiltered, impulsive, truly original art. Let's end on a quote, because de Buffet was so good at giving good copy. Here's a part of his manifesto from the very first Art Brute exhibition in 1949. Here we are witnessing an artistic operation that is completely pure, raw, reinvented in all its phases by its author, based solely on his own impulses. Art, therefore, in which is manifested the sole function of invention, 
and not those constantly seen in cultural art of the chameleon and the monkey. Ooh, the absolute shade. And there it is, Jean de Buffet's Band of Outsiders. Kunz Please was created and produced by Jonathan Heath. That's me. Be sure to follow the gallery space on Instagram at Please for the complete picture. And check out the show notes for assorted bits and ephemera from this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the experience, share it with a friend and start a conversation about art. Maybe even make some yourself.